Nasar Sachane on K-Talk, your number one news and talk station. It is a Thursday. We're three minutes late, but he can get over it. And so we're hiking with Tim Landy is here in studio with a special guest uh, from loveourtrails.com. Go and check out the, the website. Uh, we are going to, in the next few minutes, be introducing Blake. But before all of that, Tim, what's up? Not a lot. Hey? It's been cold and wet. So, yeah, staying indoors and staying off the mountain. I'm hoping that with the weather the way it has been, that there haven't been that many rescues or none at all. Rescue recap? Rescue recap. Um, on Friday, there was one sprained ankle um, in Helderberg Nature Reserve. And the guys actually took an hour and 40 minutes, which is pretty good going. Um, from the time that the call came in to the time that um, they got him into the back of the ambulance. So that's the only only rescue at this point. I think um, everyone's doing the wise thing and staying off the mountains um, because with all the rain we're having, the paths are going to be quite slippery and wet. Okay, that's good. Stay off the mountain, please. <laughs> For now. Yeah. Or just stay on the, the, the lower slopes and just be careful. And safety recap? Safety recap... Um, there was a visit to the Public Emergency Communications Center, um, and hopefully this can become the hub for all the mountain safety issues. And the emergency number that they're wanting to try and um, get everybody to call is 021-480-7788. So if there are any incidents on the mountain or um, muggings or anything that anything suspicious, that, that would be the number to phone and... <laughs> And that number again? Is 021-480-7700. And then there was just one mugging um, reported this week in Newlands Forest. Um, there were two males that held somebody at knife point. Um, so, yeah, Newlands Forest, I think. I think they were just opportunist. Um, but, uh, yeah, just be on the lookout. Okay. Our focus for this evening, we've got a special guest. I like the fact that you bring in people, then I don't have to <laughs> just deal with you alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, after a year, you Sometimes I look at you, I'm like, ah, oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a Thursday. <laughs> uh, Blake Dyson is from LiveOurTrails.com. Blake, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me and having me. Well, Tim, why, why do you bring this guy? So two weeks ago, um, I went to the safety talk at uh, Cape Union Mart, mm-hmm. and um, Blake was there talking about safety on the mountains. And so afterwards, got talking and just said to him, look, I'd re- really like to talk to him and have him on the show to talk about some of the things that he does mm-hmm. and um, some of the amazing work that he does. Um, you know, f- in the past couple of years, people have asked me, like, is Platiclip really dirty or is... Is there a lot of litter in the mountains? I'm like, no, no. It, it seems to have got a lot better. And I just thought people were behaving themselves. Turns out I was wrong. Um, Blake and a team of people go up and go and pick up and, and clean up. Blake, I mean, again, welcome. This uh, you, you describe uh, Love Our Trails as very much a, a movement, right? Um, international movement. It's all about loving our trails. Where did it start? So, so the whole thing is really a movement. I'm trying to avoid starting a business out of it and, and rather encourage people to own this, this movement in their own community or own mountain range or own sporting vicinity. And it started as an outdoor enthusiast myself. I spend most of my time hiking, trail mm-hmm. running, mountain biking. 
And I took a very good friend um, from Joburg who was visiting me on a hike up Table Mountain and it was this perfect day, no wind, unheard of and perfect blue skies. And I just bragged for hours about how perfect this was and eventually we came down Platterclip and halfway down got to this big rock and it was super hot and people just scattered under it, hiding under trees. But the rock was covered in graffiti and oh, it was man. just litter underneath. And, and we often think litter is bottles and wrapping, but there was food and food wrapping and fruit peels and tissues and cigarette butts. And it was just, and I, my heart broke. I was done. I was like, everything I'd bragged about for hours disappeared. And, and so eventually I, we hiked down and days afterwards I emailed all the landowners and organizers and rescue services I'm like who cleans us who's responsible what are we doing and I I got very little good feedback and so I I remember Mandela had all these great sayings and one of the things I woke up in the middle of the night I was just like no longer can we point fingers at our leaders or others and expect Mm -hmm. change like Mm -hmm. what am I doing for my community and so I just created a Facebook page and said come pick up litter with me on a run and uh, yeah, a couple hundred people pitched up and three years later we've done 12 cleanups and picked up 1.5 tons of litter and over 50 wow. hours of cleaning graffiti and yeah and now people are doing it all over so yeah it's amazing look at this 1.5 tons yeah, yeah that's, that's a lot quite a that's scary a amount lot. but just just stay, staying with what you have found um what you do find how bad is it how how um irresponsible are we so so I like I'm I'm bad to ask at this because I think if you drop one thing like a suicide I, I like I just want to lose my shit. <laughs> 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 just jump. Like, um, okay, try to be objective. So, like. but but realistically, we live in a world, a plastic world, a world that has a serious amount of litter and pollution, and mm. and places like Platterclip in season can have up to two thousand people on it a day. Um, so realistically, I don't think we have a huge amount of people littering. The challenge is that litters forever. Um, so things like an orange peel on our terrain can take up to two years to decompose. Because the logic there is, oh, it's biodegradable. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> where it's biodegradable like in Plain William where they're growing oranges. <laughs> but like on our terrain, we've got low-lying like root systems on our vegetation so it absorbs everything directly from the surface also the way that our plants are pollinated we rely on certain bugs bees birds and now we're telling those birds to go and eat this orange peel this sandwich or and then they're not doing their job so we're not getting the pollination over the trail of the plants so then we end up with erosion and then we have rock falls and then we're complaining about why sandbox isn't looking after our land when we're screwing it up Sorry about my language. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> um, this, yeah. It, you, you're helping, I mean, you're helping me also just connect the dots there because here's one action and if all of us are doing this, throwing things around with the logic of it's biodegradable, we're not even thinking like actually it doesn't belong in this environment and the, subs- the consequence of that, the ripple effect of that in the end. 100%. And then it's a simple things. It's like we expect we expect like law enforcement and organizations to protect us on trails, yet we walk in dogs, not on leashes, or we leaving our food wrapping or smoking on the mountain when it's clearly a bad idea. And we think, but I'm responsible, so it's okay. Mm. But we, we're stealing the resource from a place that we expect 
them to provide for us. And, and that's the simple bottom line of the whole thing. It's like nature is nature and let it be nature. And we, we need to respect the landowners, authorities, even if we disagree with it sometimes. We still need to respect it. And, and the more we respect it and the more we work with that system, the longer that environment will be around for us to enjoy. Mm. And hopefully our kids and grandkids can go and walk without being mugged or without having issues with erosion and be able to see proteas live and blossoming. Tim, you know, listening to Blake's uh, talk, it, it reminds me of uh, whenever we, we run through the rules of you know wh- what to do when going on a hike, uh, you've said repeatedly, leave nothing behind. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that's on, on your site and, and one of the things that I always say to people is um, take nothing but photographs and leave nothing but footprints. Um, and, and too too often we do come across things that are lying in the bush or and it, yeah. yeah it is um, it's frustrating because yeah. it's it's left there f- you know people just don't think about it and yeah. and they they don't put they don't think about what's going to happen afterwards um, and I would love to just meet people like that and just say to them here's a banana peel or here's a piece of plastic lying in the middle of the path yeah. how does it make you feel because it it doesn't look nice none of us. Have you ever seen a piece of plastic or rubbish lying in the path and go, oh, that looks lovely? We talk about leaving nothing behind, but you also say on your website, Blake, and go to uh, check out the website, loveartrails.com, loveartrails.com. You also say talk about uh, take um, nothing but pictures. Yeah. And so it's interesting. So I found myself actually in one of my favorite hikes. The one day I came across this rock um, that was in the shape of Africa, this beautiful pattern on it. So... I was doing like a two-day hike or a three-day hike or whatever I was with my backpack. So I picked this rock up and I'm marching down and like two or three k's later, I'm like, what am I doing? This mm-hmm. this is nature. There's something growing here, living here, part of it. Like, So I'm taking it and yes, no one else is going to take it. Mm. But there's 2,000 other people potentially going to walk here that all feel the right to do what I've done. And eventually there's nothing. <laughs> Mm. And um, I, I share you're a amazing. bigger man than me, hey? I'm busy. I'm busy with the home deco, you know. Right now, I'm like reconfiguring things, and I'm like, oh, there could be a nice little rock there, uh, you know. So, but but I'm learning. Okay, teach, so, teach. Go ahead. Sensei. I shared an interesting article on my Facebook page the other day, which was about um, somewhere in the states. There's this river in this nature reserve, and um, they had all these people piling these little rocks up. Oh, yeah, now you're going okay. down my road. I so, can't stand those. So everyone has their own name for what they call them because they actually, lots of them serve no purpose. So yeah. maybe art. Yeah. <laughs> um, but So they did this. And, and in the background of this picture where it was taken was a salmon breeding river or something, rehabilitation river, salmon rehabilitation river. So all these people are building it. They found out that the rehabilitation stopped at that campsite because the eggs relied on the oxygenation of the water flowing over yeah. the rocks. Wow. And everyone was piling this on and they were destroying the fertilization. They were suffocating. Yeah. So we all had to go witness this perfect environment that's been rehabilitated. And then we build this little art structure that's actually killing the whole thing that we've just invested in. And so what, where I was going with that is that sometimes we do things and we don't think it through. And we'll probably never know the real impact. But if it's not meant to be there, if it wasn't there before, just let nature be nature. It's mm. like, let's, that's the beauty of nature. It'll, it'll fix itself and it'll make magic happen. It's us humans that seem to make a problem out of it and do it wrong. Yeah, we're just visitors. We're not, 
Yeah. We're not the no, owners. But, that's but, for but sure. we, you know, we, we're arrogant <laughs> as human beings, right? We think everything belongs to us. Yeah. And a quarter to 10, it is our hiking feature with Tim Landy, of course. And our guest is uh, Blake Dyson from uh, loveourtrails.com. If you are one of the people who uh, goes out on hikes, runs, and cleans up, and uh, you've worked with Blake, or even you've come across certain uh, trails where you've been disgusted, concerned, worried, and you did something about it to ensure that, uh, you know, nature remains untouched. Share with us your stories on 21 I know we've got regular uh, hikers, walkers, and there might be certain areas where you found to be quite problematic, consistently having issues, and uh, you might want to send uh, Blake and his team. Uh, where, where are some of the... the uh, the, the trails where you 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 regularly go to to clean up with, with so, those who help. So I try and so you can only create change through data, which I've learned. So I and I don't have the time because I also have full time jobs. But um, I don't have the time to capture data on everything. So I've picked Lion's Head and Platterclip as my data capture points. So I have cleanups on certain days every year. Um, where I can see the behavior this year on the next year and how much we picked up and and how many people and get some information from the landowners to really understand it. So those are the two major places. But I've I've partnered with loads of other people. So there's some trail runners in Stellenbosch that host their own cleanups and kind of use the brand. And I'm lucky I've got brands like Tuffy's that just jumped on this bandwagon and are like, cool, we'll give you we'll give you bags every time you do this cleanup. Like let's empower people. So, um, so there are things like that that are happening that I can mm. help other people host their own cleanup and, and not let it cost them too much money. And I um, have brands that sponsor me that allow me to import graffiti cleaner that's not too damaging to our environment so I can provide that to people. So uh, anyway, we encourage people to host their own and they can contact me and get advice on how to do it, um, where to do it, how to get permission from the authorities i'm pretty lucky lots of them know me so i can contact them mm. um and and we can build those relationships so i really just as you said it's a movement i want to be a, a, a back end just to support and empower people to to take love our trails and make it their own you're like an, an all-round nice guy you bring in nice guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a decent chap um tell us about brownie points so Brownie Points is, um, I'm a co-founder in it with Piscon. We started like five years ago, but really only launched last year. And it's basically like the Tinder app of good deeds. So it's linking people. Listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> people and businesses. Like you're literally getting Brownie Points. You literally get. So we had the most amazing meeting today where, where we've um, busy trialing run a, a blockchain system to actually track it and be able to which I explain now, but it's a it's a kind of a, a digital system that links individuals and corporates to charities or organisations in need of your skills, services, and funding and time. And and then and if you're in a corporate, for instance, your corporate can set targets for teams and they can compete for how much good they do. But in that, you can be rewarded. And some corporates we work with pay for your medical aid. Some give you days leave if you reach those targets. So there's this empowerment thing. There's this. Like the science behind volunteering is amazing because mm. it makes people feel good. It gives them new skills. It grows their networks. They get job opportunities out of a whole bunch of things. The other side of it is we're creating this, lack of a better term, a cryptocurrency out of it. So saying, imagine we've got 17 million unemployed South Africans. Why can't they just go and volunteer and help walk someone to school or paint a school or pack food or something and earn a currency that we can then support 
them through what I believe is our rights, is food, education, data, healthcare. And this currency can then, as an ABSO or pick and pay or whoever you are, mm. can say, cool, I'm funding education and people that deliver on these need, these services will get the right to those needs through a trading so here, here's, here's, here's an example. So I pulled together a couple of friends or even here at Prime Media. I'm like, okay, we're going to join Blink. We're going to go and um, go go love, love, love our trails, go and clean up. Am I able to earn brownie points from that? 100%. So if you log on through brownie points and you go do it, you'll earn brownie points and you can get yourself a Vita coffee if you want. <laughs> this is one way we're going to get him on the mountain. He's going to see his... He said coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm loving this, really. I, I mean, there's, there's um, what, what I'm enjoying about what we've been doing for, for, I don't know how long it's been, Tim, that I've had to look at your face for. A year. Yeah, every Thursday. Every Yo, Thursday. No it sounds does. amazing, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but we, we, he loves me. <laughs> I, I love how it's, it's grown from, of course, the, the education side of it uh, to then starting to come into that level of social responsibility and uh, yes we need to yeah. be mindful of how we go into uh, mountains the hikes how we approach it how we need to be ready what we need to be mindful of but the mindfulness of it then comes through people like blake exactly. and and what more we can actually do with it man i like this yeah i mean it's yeah it's the the attitude of taking but giving back as well yeah yeah um, not just constantly taking all the time um yeah, I think if we could get more people to, to give back as well to the mountains. Yeah. Perfect. Everywhere in our lives, eh? We servants. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. Yeah. be part of the conversation, O two one four four six oh five six seven. Um how to love a trail uh is is something that we need to speak a bit more of because then there's also um as as part of that responsibility, Blake, uh a trail watch where we need to look out for one another. 100%. So I, ca- I like when I came up with this term trail watch years ago when neighborhood watch was like really taking off. And I was like, in neighborhood watch, my neighbor, if I'm away on the weekend, they'll send me a WhatsApp and be like, there's something dodgy up here at your mm. house. Can we go check? Is there someone looking? Like, and they talk. Yeah, I'm running on a trail. And yeah. like someone won't even tell me that they just saw a problem up ahead or that there's been a rock fall or that like we we really need to look out for each other and we need to go that extra mile um and and so that's quite important yeah and i mean that that's not just hikers that's anybody who uses a mountain yeah. i mean that's with with the safety um forum that we're trying to do at the moment with andre that's the kind of attitude that we're trying to have is that we keep on trying to blame the authorities for looking after the mountains mm. and and being the police but actually we are the ones that are on the mountains we need to start looking after ourselves first mm. The, the authorities are the ones that are going to do the arresting and doing and, and the enforcing. But we need to, the eyes and ears, I mean, there's millions of people on the mountains mm. every year. So it just makes sense that we are out there and, and, and communicate. I love the fact that um, as, as part of loving our trails, uh, I'm reminded of yet another lesson uh, from Tim. I mean, I might tease him a lot, but I, <laughs> I've actually learned quite quite a bit. And and uh, uh, one of the things that he does, he has said repeatedly, even when we are on hikes, is stay on the trail because of how you can damage, uh, you know, the, uh, the the flora around you. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So we often think like, okay, we damage flora, or we, or it's maybe dangerous, or there could be a snake or something. But the other side is our behavior will lead other people to copy us. 
So I go off the trail yesterday. Someone else might have seen me. They go off tomorrow. They realize that I've found something beautiful, so they want to see it. Before we know it, there are 20, 30, 40 people. Next minute, someone's taken a picture on Instagram, and now it's gone viral, and, and now people are doing it. All of a sudden, the authorities that were looking after our safety, that were sorting out whatever other issues they, is a part of their contracts and what they need to do, are now trying to fix a trail that has been made by someone Ooh, that's meant yeah. to be respecting <laughs> it. And now there's a new risk and a new hazard and maybe yeah. someone gets injured there. And, and so our actions really, staying on the trail is really important. And, and it's hard for me because one of my favorite things is actually just being free. And I do something called adventure racing, which is like when you're completely off the trail. and then the, mm, but then Because you, you're out of your mind. <laughs> but then you, then you completely, like there are no other people around you. You're in the open and, and you're conscious of your footprint and, that, and, and you're not running around with your phone bragging about where you are, mm, where mm. you actually don't have a phone on those things. So it's, yeah, so it's a, it's a different mindset when you are adventuring like that and you are skilled and know what you're doing in that space, you shouldn't be encouraging other people to do it. Tim Landy? Yes. How can we get involved with this brother here? Well, I think we should do a, a clean-up with you. I think we... Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, while we were talking, I was thinking one of the things that we keep on saying is educating, and I think we should start with the young kids. Mm-hmm. You know, get them at an early age... Um, my daughter, um, as my father did with me, is, is ram it down a threat like you do not litter on the mountain. Yeah. That's one of the golden rules you just don't do. Um, another one is picking flowers. <laughs> um, and she has told a couple of adults off <laughs> from time to time. And they can't picked. fight with a kid. Eh? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so um, they've, they've picked and gone, oh, look at this lovely flower. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Go and pick that. Um, and I think, yeah, if we can, if we can get kids to, to help us out, it's a great day out with your kids mm-hmm. um, and learn to understand what is around the trail, not just yeah. the trail itself. And, you know, one of the things I love to do as well is I'll, I'll stop and I'll say to people, take one square meter and then just look at that one square meter and just look at, like really get down on your hands and knees and actually just see what's happening in that one square meter. And pe- you, you'll see ants and you'll see all sorts of bugs in the plants. And and then I'll say, right, now stand up and look around. Mm. And then you can just see it like sinks in because then they sort of look life. up. That one square meter just becomes square kilometers. And, yeah. it, uh, you know, then it really sinks in and they they get it. Yeah. And you're talking about kids now, which is super interesting. So one of my first cleanups I did, there was a girl who joined us. She was seven years old. And uh, at school, they declared a... a a mute almost so she went through some drama in her life and decided not to speak at school and um the last week of the school holidays she came and did this cleanup straight after that cleanup she um gave a presentation at school what um, no and at the end of the year she got awarded the most improved uh, public speaker in the school and so i started doing That's research amazing. on this and and so there's studies that show, so when you walk on uneven ground, all your nerve endings under your feet, so your, your way that you walk is a, you're always looking for balance and your thought process and your mind changes to balance and solution. So it prevents depression, it creates solution-based thinking, creative thinking, confidence, equality, because now you're engaging with people all dealing with the same thing. No wonder Tim's daughter's so loud. 100%. <laughs> So, <laughs> I love you, Ella. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there is a new responsibility as a parent or as a yeah. teacher to get kids into nature 
and and let them be part of that but while we're doing that is the basic education you can go on the website you can see my personal five steps i think everyone can do there are many other places to look but adopt them teach them but kid get people out in nature we can that make a huge incredible. difference incredible have you ever felt horrible after a walk outdoors no no and, Never. And, and no. it's not it's not by coincidence. I complain before, yeah. I know. sometimes <laughs> during, <laughs> during, but afterwards I'm good. And yeah. it's not coincidence, it's science. And yeah. there's a thing in America, while well, just quick, where they, they've taken hard prisoners, and um, it's a charity, and they've then said, cool, the ones that have shown some sort of, like, An, opportunity initiative. for, like, maybe recovering, maybe mm. being better people, mm. like, They've, they've taken them and put them into building trails and staying out in nature for three months. And so far to date, none of them have ever ended up back in prison. What? Mm-hmm. So the skill resource, No, listen, listen, listen. Seriously, seriously, what we need to do is we need to have a follow-up because um, I think somehow we need to find experts as well um, and to, to be able to dig deeper into the work that you've done, the research that you've done, uh, Blake, because I think we're opening up a whole other uh, side to it, Tim, yeah, where absolutely. beyond... The fun that we have, we also need to ensure that the work that we do and, and we can team up with guys like like Blake as well as how do we um, start giving back a whole lot more. And Absolutely. if there's an opportunity when it comes to such, yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. So I'm giving you homework, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a medical aids and your mental health care and your doctors, they should be buying into trails. Yeah, New, exactly. York, New York trails, all those are funded through medical services and life insurance things because they understand those values. It's a beautiful thing. We've got a voice note before we run out of time. Evening, James. I just want to say thank you for educating me. The reason why I say so is because I'm one of the guilty ones. I once threw a banana peel at Kirsten Bosch Botanical Garden. And in my little mind, I just thought, okay, this is biodegradable and it will actually be like manure to the vegetation. But less did I know that I'm actually doing more harm than good. So for for the long and short of it, I just want to say thank you. I did not know, but now I know. Psycho from Grassy Park. Psycho, thank you very much. Gents, we are out of time. Um, uh, Blake, you're coming back, man. Thanks, I'd love to. Tim, appreciate it. We've got some homework to cool. do. Uh, Cape, Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy on, on, on Facebook, at Hiking Cape Town on Twitter, uh, Cape Town Hiking on YouTube, uh, Cape Town Hiking on Instagram, and go to loveourtrails.com 